their longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be bright days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs. Ninety-five-seven. The game. It does feel like that. It, it really does. Honestly, like it, I don't think it'll ever come out in the way that we want it to. But uh, I gather that all of us here in, in, in well, the, who were just here in the room, it's just me and you now, Dibs. Yeah. And good yeah. morning, by the way. Bud. Good How, to see you, yeah, brother. Good, how was the weekend? Good Everyone to have right? you back. Weekend yeah. was wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah. You, Refereed uh, only eight games on Saturday. You didn't get snowed on. No, it was a little bit rainy, and uh, the day started with a very uh, contentious opener. Uh, with the coach, and I, I probably shouldn't have openly laughed at him, but uh, <laughs> when you're a coach, just memo to Try all Try not CYO. to openly laugh at people in general. When it's a just... CYO coach is arguing or contesting a call <laughs> that is so laughably inaccurate, I'm going to laugh at you. I'm a 54-year-old father of three, and I'm not going to sit there and allow you to come at me over a call in which you are so wrong. Now, should I have taken a higher road? Yes. But I openly laughed at this man and mocked at him. It's a good way to start your day. And post-game, he comes at me and he goes, you, you can't mock me like that. And I said, Coach, you deserve to be mocked. I should have done the Macarena. Wow. You, did you really use that line? Of course I did. Uh, oh, God. It's kind of a two. But, Not in uh, my house. <laughs> Not in my house, Mark. I wonder, though, man. I like you, We're all sort of fans of of documentary style content. Yeah. And every single time I watch the Warriors play, good, bad, or indifferent, and I'll be straight honest with you, um, maybe I'm weird. Last night was one of my favorite wins of the year. And and I know that the last minute was like CYO level man, hot mess basketball. Can we inbound it to our own team? I mean, once. hot mess basketball. But I didn't care because... I was so inspired by the fourth quarter up until that point to watch. Like, we don't get this in the regular season in the NBA. We don't get this kind of urgency and drama in February in the NBA where guys are like, we've got to win tonight. And we're down three of our best players. And they were playing so damn hard, Dibs. Clay was inspiring. Last night, Devin Chenzo shots from the corner. I mean, ridiculous. What the hell is that? Well, Clay? it's called luck, is what that is. That's almost impossible to do, by the way. Totally to got, bank a shot from got Lakeup out of his chair. Did you see that? <laughs> Seriously, Lake was like I don't know what's happening. We he might win. It's the top corner of the backboard, <laughs> and somehow it goes in. Yeah, that's called My not God. on purpose, is what that's called. Yeah, but anyway, it's a make or miss league, Mike. I, it, indeed, it is. And the Warriors pulled one out, and I was like, that is what we want to see. Like. We understand all of the problems that you're going through. But damn it, go fight. Go guru speech, right? <laughs> you got to get out there, be tough. I mean, just. And they did. And I was I'm like, tired of getting pushed around. Thank you. <laughs> so I loved that win last night, even though they looked like a bunch of kindergartners in the final minute of, of, of the game. Yeah. But every game, every game, Dibs, I'm like, what the hell's going on behind the scenes? What's going on out there? And last night, that was a question, and I grant you, I knew when I asked it. I'm like, this is not fair. This is not fair. 
But d- did you really need to wait two years for Clay to play all the games? He looks fine. Three games in four nights. And yes, you could respond to it. Well, we, maybe he wouldn't look fine if right. we hadn't done that. Oh, all fair. But I just, it's like, man, he could have used you, man. And so that's what I loved. Because Clay Thompson this week has struck that chord. I can be your temporary NBA one, and I will play all the games and all the minutes, and I will and I will do this because this team needs me to do this right now. And that's what I loved. Best two months of his career, I'm being told. And statistically, uh, yes. Wow. And, uh, thank you, uh, Bob Fitzgerald on NBC Sports Bay Area for that nugget. But in terms of his shooting percentage his points per game, all of the metrics. These are the two best months of his career. And yes, I know what you're saying about the back-to-backs and the fact that Rick Celebrini slow played him and the medical staff and all the rest of it, but they obviously have data or data, depending on which way yeah, you like to go, one. that we don't have. And so if they felt like it was until now where he could actually do this, then go crazy because Clay Thompson right now is playing unbelievable basketball and you mix in a healthy dose of Adivincenzo. Love him. And last Love night, him. Mark, in that fourth quarter, you watched Dante. He didn't take over the game, but you needed about four or five different plays. And the plays that he made, and by the way, Kavon freaking Looney yep. with the putbacks and the defense and all the rest of it. This team is fun. That was a very fun win. You're well, right. I, again, I think what everyone's been waiting for is, and, and this, the, the classic way to do this in the NBA is when are they going to flip the switch? Well, you get to a point where that almost bothers people because you're like, I don't think there's a switch. Like, you don't, you're not a dominant basketball team right now, and that's not a rip. That's you're missing three of your four best players. So like, yeah, that the, we get it. You're you're not you're not dominant right now. I don't even know if you're effective. I'm not even sure if we can use the word good. I don't I don't know exactly what this team is night to night and quarter to quarter. But what a fan is waiting for and what we get so little of in the NBA are regular season games where it appears the team is like pounding the table. Let's go. Let's play hard. Let's give everything we've got to this moment. Because actually, last night's game, I don't know if people really gave credit to how important and pivotal that game was. I know they're the seven seed versus the nine seed now, and that can go right back the other way if you lose tomorrow night. So it's not all, all that definitive. But man... It, it, it sure changes things in a positive direction when you have two of the teams that are both sitting at 500 and everybody's separated by two games. Like winning one of those games is like winning two games. And so it was very, very important. And all you want to see as a fan is can you go out and mirror that? In a regular season game, the Warriors are one of the chief offenders where it's very rare that you feel as a fan like, man, they are screaming after this game in February. And I felt that in the fourth quarter, and I loved it. I loved it. The NBA felt urgent yesterday. Well, it feels urgent the rest of the way in the Western Conference in terms of you know what we talked about as far as the, the seeding because the Warriors right now are sitting what, a game and a half out of the four seed, but they're also a game and a half above Portland, their next opponent, 
in the 11 seed. So for the Western Conference, this is going to be March Madness. Coming up here in a couple of days when we actually get to March, it's going to be like that for all these teams in the West, outside of San Antonio and Houston. And I guess Denver doesn't really have that same urgency because they're five and a half up as far as being the one seed. And Denver and Memphis are going to clinch very soon. Sacramento closing in on a first division title in a generation virtually. So there's still a lot to play for for many teams. But as far as the West, from Phoenix all the way down to Oklahoma City, it's four games separating 10 teams. So... In terms of that, we are going to actually see a lot of meaningful, intense, sort of passionate basketball in the association. Well, the Clippers lose last night. And by the way, I'd like to use the Dallas Mavericks briefly as an example of why we should stop all putting the Phoenix Suns into the NBA Finals. Just because they've acquired a player that we know really well and who happens to be really, really good. What does that actually mean? What does it all add up to? I think it's hysterical. Quite frankly, hysterical that the Phoenix Suns are the betting favorite to win the Western Conference. They've played a total of, let me count them up. One, two, three, four. Five, you need a minute? Six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, right. Zero games together. Continuity in the NBA matters. You don't gel like that. Want an example? The Mavericks have lost four of their last five games. Oh, who's not healthy? Oh, sorry. They're all healthy. Remember? Kyrie and Luca. What the hell's the world going to do now to stop Kyrie and Luca? Yeah, not much. They're well, one- you know what happened yesterday, right? What happened? The Lakers. Yeah, the happened. Lakers. Don't sleep on the Lakers. And Are you still asleep on the Lakers? Because I know. Um, and this is where I want to take a shot at my, Spadoni. My because Spadoni, early and, in that game, uh, Spadoni buried his own team. And well, did he, you see the way they shot the basketball yesterday? They were rough. Didn't bury them. I said I liked the effort. Yeah, and you Where, were being sarcastic. The <laughs> where's the lie? Good job, good effort. Yes. It was sarcasm, and you know it, Spadoni. You're better than that. And then you came all the way back around and said, oh, all you people thought I was being sarcastic. See? You Jared Vanderbilt, great effort. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's interesting. Fraud. And look, look, this has been my... He's, he's a fraud, but, and I, he had his kid in a Warrior jersey. Not That's Vanderbilt. all you Vanderbilt's need to know about. Okay, yeah, so real quick Spadoni. on Benny wearing a Curry jersey. So Jade, at the misses, she's like, hey, yeah, I got a uh, buy nothing, by the way. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this app, but it's like people around your neighborhood just giving away stuff for free. Yeah, So it's okay. like, yeah, we have this uh, Warriors Steph Curry jersey to give away, right? And Jade's like, I'm going to get it for the game. I was like, and she got it. I was like, okay. I was like... At that point, I can't say he can't wear it. Right. Because if I say that, she's going to be mad at me and very sad. So it's like, yes, he well, has to wear it at this point. You should. You live here. You should raise your son as a no, Steph Curry fan. No, like, I like yes, Steph. That's no, he's no. not going to do that. Yes, no, I'm not going to do that. If that was a Warriors-Lakers game, he would be wearing his No, LeBron listen, jersey. I raised Bay Area sports fans in L.A., so I'm not against what there you're you saying, go. but Steph... Steph different. Yeah, no, that's fine. Steph different. Yeah. Not when you're a Laker fan. You don't, and again, I'm not going to disparage four, a two and a half year old. How old's Benny's two? He's coming up on yeah, three. So like, Lakers and Warriors aren't really rivals. Oh, yes, they, they are, really Joe. They're really kind of yes, not. They are. No. They've never really been rivals. I'm with Joe rivals. on this. It's, well, it, the, yes, it's, they are rivals. For not, those of us who went like, to games in the 80s and it was all Laker fans and the pomposity of the Lakers. Well, that's true no matter who they're playing. It's, it's like saying the Giants and the Dodgers aren't rivals. Oh, God, the Giants and Dodgers and the Lakers. 
Lakers and Warriors have zero in common they as a rivalry. They have a lot in common the in Giants, terms of Dodger Northern California, is, Southern California. You know this. As a Warrior fan, the hatred for the Lakers is not equal to the Dodgers, but it's in the same ballpark. But the Lakers that's fans different. do not reciprocate that's, yeah, the hatred. That's two totally different things. It doesn't matter if you, you can, reciprocate it or not. You can hate, of course it does. Then that's like saying the Padres and Dodgers are the same as rivals as the Giants and Dodgers. Like a rivalry. The Dodgers don't care about the Padres. Exactly. But so the Padres care about the Dodgers. Right. So San Diego a, hates Los Angeles. So that's not a rivalry. That's one fan base Whatever that hates you the other call one. It, it's, yeah, we the bottom hate line the is it's a level anyway, of hatred. So it, yeah, it's a hatred. It's not a rivalry that, that that is is traditionally like others. And in fact, even in recent years, Warrior fans have been way more triggered by other teams than the Lakers, partially because the Lakers have been irrelevant in the last couple of years. Always but, triggered by the Lakers. But fans. Houston, Houston has been a team that's bothered Warrior fans much more than the Lakers. Houston's a mosquito. They are now. You but swat they, them off you. Houston a, has never taken down the Warriors, ever. Uh, no, but they were moments away from doing it, and then they missed 70, 78 threes James in a row. James Harden fell down yeah. facing a double yeah. team. They're a mosquito. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Like, I, I'd look at the Western Conference, and yes, the Lakers, who shot 17% from three-point mm. range yesterday, are, are interesting defensively. They're they're different. I don't know if they're truly going to go on a run. I will say this. Are you still sleeping on them, or has the alarm clock gone No, I'm gone totally off? asleep on them. Okay, still asleep. I, like, the alarm went off. And you I open, snooze? I opened one eye, <laughs> and I'm like, eh, no, no, okay. no, I'm not getting out of bed That's yet. good to know. I will say Game this. out of the 10 seed. I will say this. Yeah, who isn't? So, <laughs> uh, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and Houston. Yeah. Uh, no, Oklahoma City is a half game behind the Lakers. So game and a half right out there. of the 10 seed. They're right there. So, mm-hmm. anyway, point being is, um, I, I, I look at that Western Conference, and if I'm the league office, oh, yeah, I, I would like the play-in tournament to dust s- to settle, and the two teams that get added to the top six are the Lakers and the Warriors. That's exactly what I would want. Utah, if, Minnesota, Pelicans all out. Goodbye. I'm with you. And Portland, if, and OKC, if I'm, exactly. And if I'm Denver and Memphis, I don't like that at all. Right. I don't want that kind of championship pedigree coming no. at me in round one when I've got a bunch of stars who, by the way, have never won bubkiss. I don't want that. So I'll grant you that. However, how that dust's all going to settle, I don't know. And I don't even know if the Suns and the Clippers and the Mavericks, with all their Fancy schmancy acquisitions. Is it going to work? Because they've never played together. Continuity matters in the NBA to a very, very high level. And so use the Mavericks as a cautionary tale. I'm not saying that the Suns won't work. I'm saying we don't know yet if they will. And, And the last time Kevin Durant went to a team and put a roster together where everyone was like, damn, they gonna run this league. What happened? They never even won a playoff series. So... I, just, there's a lot of dust still to settle here. No doubt. And they've got to play basketball before I'm going to crown them anything. If you look between Memphis and OKC, the two seed and the 13 seed, if you just look at the last 10 games, none of those teams is better than 6-4. and four. None of those teams is worse than 4-6. and six. So to your point, crazy. between Memphis and OKC, <laughs> yep. over the last 10 they all are one game above or one game below 500. So 
we could have the same conversation in 10 games, and the standings may look exactly the same because even our beloved Warriors, winners of two straight at home, and they're going to be favored over Portland, and we're all thinking, you know what? You're going to beat the Blazers, and now you're going to be the sixth seed, and here we go. You're heading for the four, and you're going to go back-to-back. The Warriors can go out and lay an egg. The next, Portland can come out, and Dame Lillard could put up 71 and beat Golden State. All these teams are all so mediocre. You can't trust any of them. No, if the standings are the same 10 games from now, I think that would be good news for the Warriors. If they're still sitting in the seven seed 10 games from now with what they've got coming up after this week. Like we said, remember there's that six-game stretch that, in theory, we don't know this, but I sort of had in my mind that six-game stretch that, that Steph was going to miss. Coming well, out of the break. Coming out of the break. Well, they're 2-1 and one so far. So for some people, the goal was three and three. Yeah. I was hopeful of four and two. If you because a you get Steph back, therefore you're a better team. Maybe Andrew also. But b the stretch that starts Sunday in LA against the Lakers is very daunting. It's very very daunting. You know, it goes Lakers and then at OKC, at Memphis, home for Milwaukee and Phoenix, back out on the road for Clippers, Hawks, Memphis, Houston, Dallas. There's a couple in there that you feel like, okay, we'd have a good shot at it, but it's very road-heavy and very playoff team-heavy, and so it's going to be really hard. So That road trip, by the way, Mark, is five games and eight nights, too. So it's not... And I know Clay's now playing back-to-backs, but... Draymond Green still out with the knee contusion. Wiggins, we don't know about his off-court issues. And Steph Curry, even if he is back, is he going to play all five of those eight? I don't know. Or five games only, and eight only nights? Only one back-to-back on that five-game right, uh, trip. That's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. In, in a lot of games and a lot of travel. So if they can go two and one this week, I would feel elated. If they can go to, and then they're all home games, and yeah. the Warriors are very, very good at home, even though they don't always look so fancy. Last night was not a looker, but it was a win. Man. If you can go 2-1 and one this week. That game was uh, like good personality. In, it did, in terms yeah. of- Oh, you'll love him. <laughs> exactly. Just please, just sit with him for an hour, and you'll get along so well. <laughs> I promise. Um, that was that one, yeah. Yeah, Port- the week this week is Portland tomorrow night, and then a back-to-back with the Clippers and the Pelicans Thursday and Friday. And yeah, I'd, I'd sign up for 2-1 and one right now. I'd sign up for 4-2 and two on that stretch and then hope that Sunday in L.A., Steph Curry plays basketball. It's interesting because I think that 2-1 and one right now is the bare minimum because Portland tomorrow is interesting. You're going to have a little bit of rest. Portland coming in. Dame Lillard off a 71-point game. You should beat Portland. The Clippers, I still think, are a bad matchup. But, but yeah, I think you're leaving out the, the whole, like, Steph, Andrew, and Draymond out. That roster... And we don't know if Andrew's going to be out. We don't. And but, we don't know if Draymond's going to be out. I mean, he's headed for an MRI. So, like, I... I right. I, but he was close to playing last night. Right. I get... My point is, is if the, when those three guys are out, that roster that goes out on the floor, I have a hard time putting should... On, on any game, unless it's like well, Portland's Houston. no good. Well, they're better than Houston and San Antonio. I'm not talking and, about Houston and San and Antonio. Those are absolute wins. Is Portland no good? I mean, Portland has almost got the same record as the team that you had to squeeze a win out against right. last night. Yeah, Portland's exact not very good. Team. Portland's got Dame Lillard and a bunch of question marks, in my opinion. They're 29 Portland, and 31. They're, they're right there in this mix. Right, 12 and 17 on the road. The Warriors are the third best team in the West at home. Yeah, that's that, a win at home. This team is the, different at home. I know, but, the, but the half, like, they're not there. <laughs> 
No, but it doesn't matter. The you team still, is good at home. Last night, but you the players are not at playing. Home. That's a game you don't win on the road. But for some no reason, doubt. this team, and we always talk about role players play better at home, and you played better at home. You're 24 and 7 at home, even though Steph in, Steph out. Clay plays, he doesn't play. Wiggins has missed, missed a bunch of games. This team at home is a d- different animal. So I look at the next three. You should beat Portland. The Clipper game is difficult. I think the Clippers are better than you and New Orleans is a team without Zion. Yeah. New Orleans is a team that you should beat at home. Can't, can't I think 2-1 and one is where you should be after yeah, these next Yeah, Yeah, and, and I would take it. I, again, and that is presupposing that this roster is down to the studs with uh, with Clay and Poole and then, you know, people like DiVincenzo and Looney playing huge, huge roles. Anthony Slater is going to join us here in a little bit over a half hour. So thankful that you're with us. Your phone calls are always welcome at 888-957-9570. you got the Xfinity Mobile text line, Twitch, and YouTube. We appreciate your presence there as always. In fact, let's go out to the phones and Will in Oakland. Hey, Will, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing? What's happening, brother? I'm actually sitting here in the rain, and I feel like it's going to snow. But mm, it, um, it actually might. That is, yeah, it's, <laughs> I hope not. But that being said, I just called because I wanted your guys' opinion on what do you think the Warriors, did they best in Dante or no? Because I feel like he's a very good asset. And I think he's a very good piece to how they can move forward. Um, well, I think we are in complete agreement. Dibs and I do not even say the word DiVincenzo right. without putting all of our fingers together mm. in that nice, like, restaurant-quality Italian chicken marsala kind of sort of way. Um, and so we love the guy. I can't really speak intelligently right now on what the Warriors are willing to afford financially, with all of these luxury taxes, not knowing if Draymond's going to opt in or out, I hope that they can spend and keep him. But I have no idea I mean, what that looks like I right just now. Wonder we'll how. ask Anthony. Yeah, we'll ask Slater here in about 35 minutes. I wonder how they can, because if Draymond opts out, then that still doesn't put them below the luxury tax threshold. Well, and Dante will, DiVincenzo, right? <laughs> he's making four and change this year, and he has a player option for next year at about the same level. I believe he will opt out. He's played well enough to where he's going to get four years and, let's say, $50 million. Conservatively, I mean, that's. I think he might make more than that. He might, I mean, Cons- considering what he has shown yeah. that he can be, he's won a chip with Milwaukee. He won two in college, and the way he plays, the no nonsense defense, he's a solid offensive player. He can shoot it. He's not a liability in any facet. He's the kind of guy I think that can go out there and get four years and fifty million. So, if he makes twelve and a half next year. That's forty-five million for Joe Lake. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what the numbers look like for a guy who will be, you know, certainly considered as a uh, role player. But you're also, you're. I don't think you're necessarily wrong. He's only twenty-six years old. Exactly. Dude. I mean, he's a young, young player. So, um, hope he is a warrior for some time. It's been great watching him this year. Uh, it's all sponsored by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Is this issue that we've been talking about all year, young versus old, now versus then, is this even bigger than we realize? Is it what's guiding minutes right now? Is it what sent James Wiseman to Detroit? We'll get into all of that coming up next on Willard and Dibs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 